Welcome to the Jerry Acuff Show. I'm Jerry, your host, and I started this podcast to bring to you people who are doing incredible things. I've always been fascinated by those who have found their greatness, and I'm excited to share the secrets of their success. Let's meet today's guest. Well, today's guest is Leah Woodford, who's the founder and CEO of SmartFem. And I know Leah, and I will tell you that she is one uh, dynamic, exciting uh, individual. And her bio is beyond impressive, but I'm going to share with you some of her incredible achievements. And, 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 and if you know Leah, like I do, you know she's only begun. She's a CEO and founder of SmartFem.com and SmartFem TV. SmartFem was created as a result of her many years as a publicist, columnist, as well as a radio and TV personality. Um, and she has extensive experience as a business consultant and entrepreneur, but decided the only way she could make a difference for women, which I admire, was to create her own magazine that bridges the online community with the local community. Her passion is connecting people. Now, that resonates with me because of, you know, my three books, The Relationship Edge and Business. She's often coined the connector due to her extensive network, and I have experienced it myself, and she is indeed the uh, consummate connector. She's passionate about working with young professionals, and SmartFem has helped her launch the careers of several young journalism interns from ASU's Walter Cronkite School. Now, she's been a columnist for years, but only recently wrote her first book, Lead, Share, Empower, My Strategies for Success in Life and Business. The book has been well-received and was featured on Bestseller TV and on the C-Suite Network. That means it's really good. And if you want to know how Leah became such an incredible success, uh, it's certainly something that you should read. Leah and SmartFem were picked up nationally by the C-Suite Network out of New York City. Her show was also chosen to be featured in all of the major airports and luxury hotels. So if you're in a major airport and a luxury hotel and you see a um, very um, dynamic, attractive uh, blonde woman, it's probably Leah Woodford. She currently has a SmartFem Network channel on Roku and is in Amazon Prime, both in the United States and in the United Kingdom. So welcome, Leah Woodford. How are you? I'm good. Boy, we need to shorten that bio, though. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think you can shorten it. I think you're working on lengthening it. Well, you know, I love what I do, um, Jerry. We, you and I had a beautiful conversation, um, and I really think um, what I do, I just love, and I get to be a fairy godmother, you know, with what I do. So um, I've been blessed, and I think, you know, after cancer, it made me realize that I needed to get over myself and and use my talents and skills to help others, gotcha. and especially women. So tell tell us about your journey. I mean, you know, I mean, most people don't go from being a, you know, TV personality and then to a columnist and then to running a TV network and doing, you know, the, all the stuff that you do that's that you know most people dream of. How, uh, tell us about your journey. How'd you how'd you go from, you know, sort of where you started to where you are? Well, Jerry, 
I, you know, despite the fact that I studied journalism, I didn't do anything with it till my 40s. Um, the fact is I was divorced, um, single mom with two little boys at the age of 25 and, um, excuse me, 23. And I discovered very early on that sales um, was where I needed to be because I never wanted my boys to feel that they were second or less than, you know, the two parent families. And that's been my motto is um, really deep relationships because sales really successful sales is all about relationships. It's about caring about your client, listening to them um, and really having a, a solution and that's some of the traits that I use in journalism. <laughs> you know, it's just asking questions, figuring stuff out and moving forward. So, um, so how'd you come across this, this, um, smart film network? I mean, you where'd, know, where'd, you, where'd, I, you, where'd you get that idea? I mean, you're driving down the road one day and you say, Hey, here's a big idea. No, that's not what happened. I was uh, I was a dating and relationship columnist. It was my first cushy job ever. You know, I got to write about fluff and, you know, I, I didn't have the hustle of sales, which I'd, I'd done, but it was 2009 and my, da my daughter then was a freshman at NAU and one of my dating and relationship columns came out and she was just horrified. She was absolutely horrified. Mom, you need to do something that's gonna educate and empower and inspire women, uh, you know, you're perpetuating the Cinderella syndrome. And that's not the way you raised me. So she kind of called me out. And as only your own child can do, Jerry, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she asked me to use my connections and my contacts to create something that would that would change women. She goes, and, and I remember this, it's etched into my brain. You know, that call was, I'm married to the education that you're providing for me, but most of the girls I go to school with have no idea what they want to do, but they can describe every single second of their wedding day. And I know that to be true because I was in the dating and relationship space. So she just kind of called me out and I'm so grateful she did. Mm. Uh, is she involved in your business at all? You know, she is a special ed teacher. You is know, she, she really? has written under a pen name a few times, but um, unlike me, she does not like to be in the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know that, you know, I don't know that it's something that you, for me, it wasn't needing to be in the spotlight, but it was needing to give women a voice. Right. And, um, and I still love being a journalist. I love finding out about people and what makes them tick and why things happen. Well, you know, I learned a long time ago, back when I was running a drug company, that uh, that I think it was like 60 or 65% of our most successful salespeople were women. Um, and so I learned this 25 years ago. And so, I, you know, my company has more women than it does men and uh, now. And, um, and so I've always been a huge advocate for, for women. I have a daughter, and whenever you have a daughter – you know, if if you're a parent, you know, and you're not an advocate for women, then you're an idiot. And, um, <laughs> and so uh, I actually I had, a, I had this wonderful privilege yesterday. Uh, this year is the 10 is the is the 20th anniversary of my college. And it's this interesting year because it's the 50th anniversary of us becoming integrated. We admitted our first blacks. Uh, uh, 50 years ago. 
Uh, and this year is the 20th anniversary of us admitting women. And so one of the women from the first class, uh, which, you know, this started in 1999, um, she and I have, have been very, very close for probably 10 years. And so uh, we have a big banquet every year where we bring in scholarship athletes and we have somebody speak. And they asked me, they said, look, nobody has a better relationship with Kelly than you. Uh, would you call her and ask her to speak? And so I called her yesterday and asked her, I said, yeah, would you speak at this thing? And, um, and she said, gosh, I'd be honored to speak. And she's wildly successful, um, you know, working for a technology company. Uh, and, you know, was one of the, the first brave, you know, I think there were nine women in that very first class. I think this year we've got 87 that enrolled, and we've got yeah. 150, 160 or so now. Um, but uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was really special for me to be able to call. I didn't know whether she would say yes or not. And what I want her to make sure she does is tell her story because she's got the most unbelievable story of overcoming adversity of anybody you ever met in your life but um anyway it's so I, I just have such great appreciation for people who focus on helping women become all they can be because um they, they have so much talent and there's so much a they're smarter than men b that you know they listen better than men uh you know they make decisions better than and I mean, it's, it's I, I'm going to just I'm just going to disagree with you um, a little bit there, Jerry. I have to tell you, um, I've worked with a lot of men and a lot of male dominated professions. And I will tell you, women hold themselves back and they hold each other back. And I've had one amazing female boss and the majority of them have been men. And I call them male ambassadors like yourself. Right. So, um, well, I, I agree with you that most women have, uh, I think, well, what I'm saying is I think they have the talent, but I don't know that they use it the way they should. I guess that's probably could, what I, I'm saying. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's why I think what you're doing is so important because I think what you're, what you're doing is helping people explode their view of what they're capable of. Now, if you're married to my wife, Mary Ann, um, you know, which we've been married for 20 years, I mean, you know, she's. 15 times smarter than I'll ever be. And I don't make a major decision without, you know, asking her opinion. And invariably she sees it differently than I do. And then invariably I wind up seeing it her way because her way is way better than, 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 than what I'm thinking. But Marianne is a very, uh, confident, persistent person. I mean, we, we actually, um, went to her, I went to her graduation, you know, about three or four months after we got married because she got her degree 10 years at night school. I love that. And uh, so, you know, she's just a person who's driven to succeed. She has her own jazzercise studio now, and she's you know, her own entrepreneur. Uh, and she's also at the same time, you know, the mother of, of, uh, of an 18-year-old college freshman and – runs the finance part of our business. And I'm just saying, I, I, you know, and we have more than one house, so she's managing all that. And I'm saying, how in the hell do you do that? <laughs> you know, um, it's not only that we wear a lot of hats, Jerry. I think we wear a lot of shoes, and we have to put on our big girl shoes, you know. But, right. um, you know, I think that I had a really – I'm just I – dig, I digress. I – fortunately – saw Barbara Corcoran speak recently. Oh, did you? I, I did. 
And I actually had an opportunity to ask her what the difference was between male and female entrepreneurs. And she was wicked smart and I couldn't agree more and I couldn't say it better than she did. Women are multi-talented, but they don't own their successes and their wins. Men will take credit and they will, you know, they will leap in whether they have all the skill sets or not, and they will figure it out. And women are hesitant and hesitation can sometimes kill, you know? So when had you come to this conclusion that the, your network was so important? Was that just something ingrained in you from your family or? You know, I was raised by a single dad, you know, in my teens. And he, he let me know that there is no pink team and there is no blue team. And, you know, you're going to have to go out there and make it happen. And by the way, I'm not going to pay for your college because you'll just get married and it's a waste of money. <laughs> so I learned how to be scrappy really, really young. And, you know, there's so many, there's so many entrepreneurs and I worked in the, in the software startup world for a long time selling software. And one of the things that I learned really early on Jerry, um, and just starting my business is that you have to be resourceful and, and women can be, because we're good at multitasking you know, we can be resourceful, but we have to also have the focus of men. The thing that I've, I've learned, you know, being raised by a single dad and raising two boys is they are laser focused, whereas women tend to multitask. And they're both great skill sets, but you have to be able to utilize both of those skill sets. So is, is, they, go ahead. They both have an incredibly powerful purpose. So is it a part of your uh, your purpose to sort of educate women on things like this? Yes. And yes. that is yes. and, and is and that's is that a part of what the uh, your your TV shows do, et cetera? Well, I have I have three TV shows. Um, so oh no, TV- oh just just three. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I the. The Smart Femme TV is, you know, I I talk to major influencers, Alice Cooper, Aaron Brockovich, Lisa Guerrero of Inside Edition, um, major CEOs and entertainers and influencers. Then I have a new show that I'm cultivating that I'm really proud of. It's Between the Lines, and it's for authors because being a first-time author myself, I found out just how much I didn't know about the book business and um, just how much bad and old information was out there. And I decided that I needed to bring integrity back into the book business because, you know, like the speaking business, um, it has a seedy side to it, Jerry. And I just just wanted to um, basically prepare other authors because I'd been a columnist and writing a book and writing a column are completely different. And I was way over my head. And then I just decided to create a conference and a forum for entrepreneurs and authors, because if you're a speaker or you're an author, guess what? You're an entrepreneur because you're on your own. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You're, you're in business for yourself. Exactly. And that's been fun because I've got to be a fairy godmother and I get to 
you know, I get to show people and entrepreneurs, female and male, you know, yes, we're the smart femme group, but we have a lot of male ambassadors and strategic partners in our group right. because we bring in the best. And I don't care if they're male, female, um, pink polka dot, if they're the best, I want to talk to them. Gotcha. Um, how are you using social media? <laughs> I am definitely, I'm building my own platform through social media. Um, for those of you who haven't noticed, Facebook is throwing everything. All the algorithms are going into groups. Um, and I've always known that you had to have um, a social media presence. I mean, that was one of the reasons I got my shows. If you don't have your own platform um, and your own fans, why would anybody want to follow you anyway? Um, but it's, it's important. And I love, we've just created a group last year, um, the smart, the smart Fem entrepreneurial network. And I think we had like a hundred new people sign up yesterday Wow! and we're just, it's about empo empowering and bringing in other experts because I'm good at my lane, but I don't know everything and I don't confess to know everything. So it's been really kind of fun to build the platform because I have some amazing uh, strategic partners and it takes the, um, you know, being a solopreneur can be really lonely. So it's really kind of fun to play in that sandbox. So are you doing Facebook Live very often? I just did one yesterday. I'm doing one tomorrow with Samantha Kelly, who has a large women's group in Ireland. Oh, okay. And going to be speaking in Ireland, and her and I are doing a Facebook Live. She has brought a lot of Ireland uh, Facebook fans to us. Um, as a matter of fact, I just got off a call with somebody else from uh, Ireland. So it's been, you know, I think the conversations that women should be having are more global conversations and not just the Western US. And that's really, you know, my goal for Smart Femme is to see the glass ceiling on for women everywhere. So you're, you're thinking on, on social media is, you know, don't worry about how many followers you got, figure out how do you actually build a meaningful group. It has to be engagement and it has to be the right group and there has to be fabulous content. You know, um, and it's changing all the time. But that's where you've got to follow the money, Jerry. <laughs> it's always about following the money. But that's where Facebook can monetize um, because of the engagement in groups. So it just made good sense to follow the money. Gotcha. Um, Alice Cooper, I know you're a friend of his. Uh, nicest celebrity I ever met in my life. All roads lead to Alice. So just and just tell him when you see him that I, I met him on an airplane. We were flying to London, and I, we were in the lounge. And I had a Forest Highlands because, you know, I'm a member there, shirt on. He asked me if I played golf, and we stood up and talked for 20 minutes. And he was just the nicest guy you ever met and, you know, and certainly didn't act like an arrogant, you know, anybody. And then I, we were we – were, I was upstairs on, in, in, on the plane, and he was downstairs. He waited on me. Uh, to get off the plane to tell me how much he enjoyed talking to me. And I just, it just blew me away that he had that kind of um, demeanor, you know, somebody that important, that powerful, that, you know, that much of a celebrity with that much grace. So, 
Well, you just said it. I'm going to do a shameless plug for my TV show. If you guys go to Roku or Amazon Prime, you can look up my interview with Alice and Cheryl Cooper, Backstage Pass with Alice Cooper, because everything that you said is absolutely true. In fact, I attribute most of my success to to him. You know, when when our magazine was brand new and we didn't have a lot of distribution, they asked if I would host Rock the Runway for their nonprofit. Right. And I I shared with them that we're brand new and they said, that's okay. And I am forever grateful because it opened so many doors. And he was so wise to me. In 2012, he told me, um, Leah, there's a, a reason I only do one show in Phoenix is you can't be a star in your own backyard. Right. That's and interesting. He said that to me in 2012. I didn't heed it till t- 2016. You know, despite the fact that I've been in the media in Arizona forever, I'm in Cowboy Town. I'm a postmodern feminist in Cowboy Town. I could not get my show off the ground. I went to New, to New York. New York City, and met a South Dakota cowboy, Jeffrey Hazlett from the C-Suite group, who said yes. And it was my interview with Alice Cooper that opened the doors for Roku and Amazon Prime. And he is a gracious man. He's a lovely man. um, And you would never know he's a rock star the way he... He treats everybody like they're rock stars. Yeah, and I mean, I've told that story to, to hundreds of people because, you know, I've met celebrities that were the biggest jerks in the world, and then I've also met celebrities um, that I would thought would be jerks, which turned out to be wonderful people. And, uh, I mean, Alice Cooper, I had no, you know, point of view because I knew his music, but I didn't I didn't have any idea of, of his persona. But, golly, he was, he was something else. And so, anyway, I just passed it on. He's... Uh, he is a poster child for how to be a wonderful human being. He really is. And but he was the he was the catalyst for all of Smart Femme's success. It was through him and through his nonprofit that I met his title sponsor, Jeep, Airpark Jeep, which became our sponsor. And to this day they're still with us. Is that so, right? Wow. So when you run with really good people, it just it's good. And, you know, he sets the bar really high. And, you know, sometimes I think, what would Alice do? Right. You know? <laughs> well, you've had an amazing life. I mean, raised by a single dad, divorced, single mom with two little boys. And, and, and so where's your daughter fit into that? Is she younger or you older know, my, than the boys? My daughter, I was engaged. I was engaged to um, Lauren's dad. And, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. You know, he just didn't gel with my boys and, you know, we had broken it off and found out I was pregnant. I was like 27. It's like, what do I do? And I really wanted a little girl. And so I decided to have her and we've co-parented her her whole life. And um, it's been it's, it's been a great ride. You know, he's happily married. And, you know, I found the love of my life. I walked down the aisle at 52 you know, and um, two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, I love you. Actually, our anniversary is next month. Oh, but. that's great. Well, happy anniversary. But well, she said she sounds brilliant. You know, I mean, I just I just first place. I love the fact that she had the 
the you know intestinal fortitude to tell you you know what she thought about the fact that you ought to be doing something different because a lot of kids don't do that i mean a lot of kids might have that thought but they but they you know but they see their parents as you know sort of iconic and I, um oh i don't think lauren's ever saw me as iconic. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's just like oh here we go again mom you know it's just um you know it's your t- traditional you know relationship mother daughter it's just like oh my god i can't believe you said that or you know, and, and all of my kids, I worked really hard, you know, sadly, you know, they spent a lot of time in daycare, you know, because I lived in a place where I didn't have family and it was on me. So, you you know, I worked twice as hard as my male counterparts and I didn't get paid as much. And as soon as I hit quota, they would take my territory, give it to some new guy. And then it's, you know, make mine, you know, double mine. And then I just, I realized that this isn't for me and I need to become an entrepreneur. Got you. Well, you've done magnificent things as an entrepreneur, but also, um, you know, this experience with your, with your daughter to me is really, really powerful. Um, out of the mouths of babes, Jerry. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it's a, but I mean, but it's a, it's a really powerful thought, you know, that you ought to be educating and empowering women. Um, because a it recognize I mean it's it's her recognizing that women need um, a role model, uh, you know that can point to success and can show them how they can become more than they become. You know, Ron Willingham wrote a book called, and Ron's from Phoenix, and Ron is is a, is somebody I've learned more from than probably almost anybody I know. And and Ron wrote a book called. Uh, the People Principle, and in Chapter 4 of that book is everybody in the world should read, but it's really about how do you get people to improve and grow, and the way you do that is that you get them to see themselves in ways in which they don't see themselves, and it takes a catalyst usually to do that because we're incapable of doing it ourselves, and what you're doing is you are changing women's, you know, what Willingham would call the I am dimension, you're changing their view of themselves. You know, what Barbara Corcoran said is that, you know, most women, uh, you know, are multi-talented, but they don't own their own success it's because it's their self-image doesn't allow them to own their own success. And what you're doing is teaching them that they have to own their own success because it's theirs. I, You know, I couldn't say it better. I mean, that's so true. And, you know, it, you know, especially being raised in the South, you know, we're, we're, told to be play nice and you don't talk about yourself and you really you kind of just be the pretty wallflower you know in the back of the room and that just didn't work for me (laughs) you know I was a tomboy I played with the boys I you know I just and I was raised by a dad you know so I just have a different mindset Um, And I'm a military brat, Jerry. So every two and a half years, we ended up moving. So I was always the new kid. You've got to figure out ways to create relationships and build them quickly. And that, although I hated it as a child, it has served me so well throughout my life. Well, you're doing amazing things and you're still doing amazing things. And I applaud you on your success. I want to just sort of recap some of the takeaways that that I, you know, captured that I want to uh, revisit later on. One was um, successful sales is all about relationships 
and then you added and solutions. And, yes. and and now and I love that because it is a combination of that. If if you ever if you don't have a relationship with somebody, they're not going to listen to you. Uh, and if you don't have a decent solution, they shouldn't listen to you. And so, <laughs> so I mean, I I, I mean that's a, it's a it's just a simple but powerful uh, statement. I, I think the the wisdom that you had to listen to your daughter uh, is brilliant. And I think you know oftentimes we don't listen to other people you know we have our preconceived notions and especially you know if there are children um you know we may not listen to them and i think in in your case you know it changed your life uh i think your your networking uh, capability is near next to no you know, nobody i've ever met and and the fact that you not only are good at it but are effusive in giving you know so much credit to the people that have helped you uh, you know, get where you are is is to me a beautiful uh, case study in humility. Um, the other thing you said, which I think is so important, is just, is you have to be resourceful, uh, but you have to focus. Yes. And and then that is so. And my, and my wife is. Uh, you know, I tell everybody I'd be nothing without my wife. And of course, she tells me that too. Uh, but. Um, but the truth is, you know, when I started our business 17 years ago, you know, we had a one-year-old. We hardly had any money. She was, you know, mother, uh, wife, and, you know, running the financial part of the business up at 2 o'clock in the morning writing proposals and PowerPoint presentations. And I'll tell you a funny story. The first project I did, I charged them $75,000. And we did the next project, which was the same project but for a different company. She says, why did you charge them seventy five? And I said, well, it just seemed like the right price. She said, let's charge this one 90 And I said, they may not pay 90 She said, well, then, okay, then go back to 75 So we, we charged them 90 And they said, fine. Then the next one came in. She said, let's do 120 And so. I love her. <laughs> and, anyway, so, I, you know, and I just kept saying, well, you know, she's got a point. I mean, we can always go back. We don't have to go forward. So. You know, and at the beginning of our business, we have 25 employees now, and she and I own the company. But, you know, at the beginning of, 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 of our business, and she still, you know, is runs all of our finances and stuff today. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm nowhere without her. And so, uh, but she is exactly what you described. She is resourceful. She's also very frugal. Uh, and she is, she has laser focus. Now, she also got a memory like an elephant, which I wish she didn't have. Uh, but that's a whole nother. The other thing you said that I, I really want people to take home is this idea of Facebook groups. Because I think what's really impressive to me is, is, is I know that you and, you and I are both over 50. And, 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 and staying in touch with technology and where the world is going is super important. And I tell people, if you don't understand where technology is going, if you don't understand how do you use technology uh, from a business perspective, you'll be a dinosaur in five years. So, you know, I think it's even less than that, Jerry. I mean, I'm in class again. This is my third time going back to school since I started Smart Femme in, you know, 2011. Education is incredibly important. Yeah, I think I think knowledge is is sort of the foundation for all success. I mean, you still got to be good at relationship building, and mm-hmm. you still got to be good at, at, at what I call messaging. In other words, knowing what to say. But I tell people all the time, who wants a relationship with an idiot? <laughs> 
And the truth is, nobody. We want somebody who has wisdom. And the only way that you can acquire wisdom, retain wisdom, uh, seek new insight is to constantly be seeking it. And so by going to courses and reading blogs and reading books and reading book summaries, I mean, those are all the ways that you do it. Well, you've been a wonderful, wonderful guest. I applaud all of the work that you're doing, and, uh, and I know you. And so I'm going to say two things before I hang up. One, be incredible, which is ridiculous saying to you because you're always incredible. And second, I know I'll hear from you soon. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed today's show where we met yet another incredible person. As a thank you for listening, I want to extend a special offer. I want to give you 50% off of Jerry Acuff VT because I want to help you be incredible. Head over to jerryacuffvt.com and use the code JAVT50OFF at the checkout and accelerate your path to finding your greatness. You're listening to RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.